Welcome to the Community Conversations podcast, where we believe that world transformation begins with gospel transformation, and gospel transformation begins with discovering the truth about who God is and who you are. And it starts right now. Hello again. Welcome back. That's becoming your signature. That's it. Hello again and welcome back. Welcome back. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise, everybody. <laughs> I think that repetition is the key to success. For, oh, for sure. <laughs> and it's the definition of insanity. <laughs> um, yeah, glad to be back uh, here with Noah Champ, of course. Um, we are going to continue on the same topic of community and why it's so important. Yes. Um, but before we jump into business, how are you? Doing great, man. <laughs> I am great. I am uh, got a lot of fun stuff in the pipeline. Yeah. Getting ready to um, go to Arkansas here pretty soon in the next couple of days, go duck hunting. Okay. So me and my wife got blessed with a beautiful, almost 90-pound Labrador retriever. Yeah. <laughs> and so I've been... Uh, I've I've already been a big hunter, but it's been a new, fun and exciting thing hunting, and so I've uh, got a really great hunting community and, and and friendships in hunting, and so about to head to Arkansas and hopefully sl- slay some ducks. Yeah, for the Lord. What's the temperature supposed to be like? Do you know? This is actually gonna not be too bad. Probably like twenties. Um, okay. There was a trip I wasn't able to go on not too long ago, uh, and it got down to like eight. Nope. Yeah, and, you're, and they were standing in water. <laughs> no, it's yeah. a no for me. It's a lot. A hard pass. Yeah, because like I, I, you can't even take your dogs in that. Like yeah. it's just you. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mumford never go back. Mumford would never go You'd back. You'd be like, hey, remember that one time? <laughs> yeah. Remember that time where I lost both my back legs? <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> so, but yeah, doing great. Getting uh, We have officially hit um, baby could come mode too. Wow. So. Yeah. That's uh, that's exciting. I mean, it's, she's you know she still has like four weeks left, but you're in that phase where yeah. Now, if it came, it would be more of an exciting thing, not like a oh right. no, it's a yeah, it's a little like, tiny you know, creamy. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. yeah, he's good to go. He's he's baked. Yeah. So that's exciting because you wow. you you're ready. Yep. I'm ready for him to be here. Yeah. That first one, man, it's weird. Yeah, I don't know how to process it fully. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like anything you it, you. Yeah. There's nothing relatable to it. You know, you can somewhat, I think, understand marriage because you've dated people, you've been engaged. You've, you know, you can mm-hmm. somewhat understand some of the dynamics. Right. This is such a foreign concept, you yeah. know, and, and so I've just been doing a bunch of reading and research and just, um, you know, all the all the fun parenting stuff. So I've been, January has been all parenting books and yeah. baby books. Yep. Nice. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think uh, I think Don't Shake the Baby is an important one. Yeah, you know, it's debatable. <laughs> it's it's being contested right now. Right, a lot of research um, out there. A lot there. of research on both sides of the story. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to, yeah. I told Ben, I was like, this feels like this is more, like a baby's more your thing. And when he gets about 10, just bring him <laughs> just by let, and I'll. Let me know. Yeah, I'll take over from there for a bit, you know. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you and I talk about, and this is something down the road, we'll develop a lot more content around and probably teaching and, you know, development. But, you know, with us having each having a son born within a couple months of each other, yeah, how crazy it's going to be for us to kind of take them through what 
you know, we'd call the primal path. Yeah, yeah. Sort of an intensive discipleship type thing. Yeah, yeah. When they turn 12, we'll, um, you know, people do different, like, initiations into that, but you really walk them from, like, 12, 13, and, you know, from 18 into this manhood. And understanding not only, one of the cool things is understanding, like, who they are spiritually, who they are as a man, but also, like, understanding, like, what it means to be a chant, what it means to be a Hess. Yeah. Yep. What your lineage means, and yeah, it's exciting because um, there, you know, there was a big verdict out if you'd ever have a boy, <laughs> and now you know it is. It's fun to do stuff like that um, with yeah. family and yeah. walk through all that together, and watch your sons come up together and, and do the things. Yeah, yeah, because we were like you know we were really nervous that number three was going to be a girl. Because not that we haven't loved, haven't <laughs> not girls, that we don't love our but daughters. What, what I didn't want to be put in the position of. I didn't want to be in the position of like, okay, do we try for number four and hope right, it's a boy? Right. Or do we just stop? Yeah. Or do we end up with four girls maybe? Yeah. Because you know? if we have, a, I think we're at the place, if we have a girl next, we're done. Sure. At least with like physical births. Sure. I think adoption would be on the table. But, yeah, I think so. Um, I don't think, I think we'll be done after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bailey's had an amazing pregnancy and a great one, but we're not like pregnant people. We're like baby yeah. people. Yeah. We're not like, right. oh man, the pregnancy time was such a blast. Like, no, yep. we want a baby. Right. Yeah. This is a this is a stepping stone to get to what we desire. Mm-hmm. That's so. how and that's how I was with like the whole wedding thing too. Yeah. Like I don't even care what yep. we do this day. No. I'm just trying to be married. To yeah. You, you know? I just want to make sure so. you can't go be with somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to lock <laughs> trying us to down. lock you down today. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it's very, but it's, yeah, it's very uh, baby. I feel like your first child is very abstract. Mm-hmm. There's no prep. Like there, there is prep, but there's no, you can't relay those emotions to anybody. No. You it's, just can't. It's a lot of hands-on learning. Yeah, it is. And it's just like, you know, we keep talking about and discussing just holding a piece of you, mm-hmm. you know, this life and this thing. And, and it's just, yeah, it's yeah. wild. Yeah. Feels like a ba- like a Bailey problem, but it's wild. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's get on topic. Community, community. Um, we, and this is something you've preached on a couple times. And last episode, we kind of brought that back in to the conversation. This idea of koinonian fellowship. fellowship. Yeah, which is a Greek word mm-hmm. that. Uh, the early church would have understood what that meant and the level, the depth of, uh, I guess, community. That yeah, yeah, that. yeah. Like what? Yeah, like Koinonia is deeper than just like con. Like you know, we I grew up with the church being a congregation, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then we've even used and we use terms like community still, but like they would have understood it as like the tethering and stitching of like brothers and sisters of family. Mm-hmm. You know, the early church did not, like, and this is not in any way figurative, this is literal. They would have not seen any difference in their, like, blood brothers and sisters, and now they're brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm-hmm. It's how they would have been taught. Is yeah. They are all the same. We are, a coin, we are koinonia. We are family. Yep. We are united, and it's Christ that unites us. Mm-hmm. Is the, his blood is our blood now, so, you know, that we all share the same blood, in a sense. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to, um, I'm just going to read Acts 2, not the whole chapter. Uh, where are we starting? Uh, verse 48. 40, I'm going to read 42 to the end. Okay. 
<clears throat> says every believer was faithfully devoted to the following uh, to following the teachings of the apostles. Their hearts were mutually linked to one another, sharing communion and coming together regularly for prayer. A deep sense of holy awe swept over everyone, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. All the believers were in fellowship as one body. And I think that word fellowship there, I think mm-hmm. that's koin- koinonia. koinonia. Um, uh, let me keep reading. I have another thought on that. Um, <laughs> so all the believers were in fellowship as one body, and they shared with one another whatever they had. Out of generosity, they even sold their assets to distribute the, the proceeds to those who were in need among them. Daily they met together in the temple courts and in one another's homes to celebrate communion. They shared meals together with joyful hearts and tender humility. They were continually filled with praises to God, enjoying the favor of all the people, and the Lord kept adding to their number daily those who were coming to life. And that was in the Passion Translation. And so I mentioned the word fellowship there. That's the word that's being translated from koinonia. But would you agree, I think... I think every bit of that from the beginning to the end is koinonia. For sure. From yeah. top to bottom, whether it's the sharing of the meals, it's the generosity. Yeah. It's, you know, communion. Yeah. Well, it's, and it's all, it's like koinonia and it's all Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like even Christ's three years of ministry, like he really never held any piece of himself back from, especially the apostles. Right. And there's this like connectivity that is only found through the openness to be vulnerable enough to live in that kind of union. Mm. There's a connection that is made that only comes from that kind of vulnerability. Wow, yeah. To say, be in every aspect of my... Mm-hmm. You know, and we've talked about this before, but um, especially before I got married, I was in your house almost seven days a week. Yeah. I'd come like after work to your house and I'd stay till like midnight. Yeah, or pff, later than that. Or till two or three, two, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. And uh, and the reality is it's a vulnerable thing to say, come look at my marriage. Come look at how I raise my kids. Come look at how I, you know, yeah. do my, you know, I know I know Nora's nighttime routine as well as anybody else yep. knows Nora's nighttime yeah. routine in that house, you know. Sure. And so, but it's, it's a vulnerable thing, but there's a, now there's a connection between us that is deeper than most because of just the vulnerability for you to go, hey, my home is always open to you. Mm-hmm. And that you know what I mean? That that right. creates something deeper, and that's what you're seeing in that Koinonian fellowship. Yeah. The fact that they could share in everything—that's mm-hmm. that's vulnerability. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. You know, Katie and I have been. We this is going to be in May. We'll celebrate our tenth anniversary. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, so uh, we're accepting all kinds of gifts. Yeah, <laughs> no one saw it coming. Ten years. <laughs> Um, but you know, over the years on and off, we have lived with multiple different people and there is something, there's something really incredible about, like you were just saying, like opening your home Mm -hmm. and creating a space for people to come and say, and there've been, it wasn't always like a thing like, Hey, like we want to, like we want to discipleship, disciple you for a while. And so, you know, which I think there's a place for that. Of course. But Sometimes it was like, like we lived with Mateo on and off and there were times where like I was learning a ton from him and, you know, and he was getting to, to be in the, in 
in that space and seeing Katie and I, you know, be married and, you know, and there's something about spending that amount of time and really like allowing that much of your life to be open to somebody. Yes. And I think that, you know, that's been really important to us. And we felt like the Lord kind of called us out of that for a bit, but in the future, like, would I be open to like having a space in my house for somebody who like needed, needed a spot you know, looking for maybe some discipleship. Like, yeah, yeah for absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Well, because I think too, like on the flip side, it's for them, but also that type of vulnerability also opens you up because you can only fake like being something for so long. Yeah. You live in my house, you'll find out, <laughs> like, is my marriage really like the yes. way it seems? Yeah. <laughs> you'll yeah. Know do really I quickly. really like love my kids? Do I really follow this routine? Do I actually do right. this? Or do I get to my own home and I turn into a some, somebody else? Yeah, a nightmare, know? a disaster. And so, yeah. there, you know, there's this even place in you where, like, if I do this, someone's going to see all of me. Yeah. You know, and I think, though, like, I think a piece of the, the strength and the unity and, honestly, the supernatural gifts of the early church is attached to when you have that kind of union, confession is the natural place of where you are because you're always together. Wow. Yeah. So there, there isn't a lot of opportunity for you to... Um, John Ortberg says this all the time. It's a beautiful statement. He said, most people often sin in private and heal in community. Oh, wow. But in those places, it's hard to sin in private because there's not a lot of privacy. Sure. And so because of that, like, you can see this mass growth and supernatural ability from the early church, because when you're together with people all day, like, there's just this vulnerable thing where you have to be fully you. And so when you have people that love you around you, it calls the best out of you. Yeah, that's really good. You know, and that's hard because, like, you know, it's it's hard to... When you know when you and your wife want to get in a fight, and you're like, "Don't forget, so and so's downstairs. <laughs> Let's go turn the shower on and, and scream in there in the bathroom." Yeah, you know, because like it's going to come out, all sure. of you, every piece of you mm-hmm. is going to be eventually seen. Yeah, you're right. So if there is a like a performance element yeah. to your life, yeah, the more you allow yourself to be to experience that level of community, yeah, the more you realize like you just like the performance can't hold up. No, and it's like it's a tale as old as time, but it's the thing of where you realize discipleship is for others, but it's also for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just, it's the reality of what you, um, you know, because I like, even as an example, like, I do a lot of, uh, like, obviously, I do a lot of, I do a lot of praying. It's part of the job, mm-hmm. no, but I, I just love praying, but I do a mm-hmm. lot of praying, but I'm not a, a mega journaler. Sure. I don't journal a ton, I just pray. Yeah. Uh, but having, you know, I have a community of boys uh, that I, I I walk through life with. Uh, they're all 13 and uh, wild. Mm-hmm. But uh, they're all, I have them all journaling every week, and now they're giving me journal questions. And, like, wow. I'm having to journal again, which I really don't do as much as I just pray. Right. And I'm realizing, like, oh, this is fun, and, like, they're doing stuff for me as much as I'm doing stuff for them. Yeah. You know, there's a beauty in in that, like, or even when you pour yourself out to someone, there's something available for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so good. It's community, you know? <clears throat> yeah. I would say, I bet you probably do more journaling than you think. Probably. Because I think it may not it may not look, you know, one way. But the, he, but I know you spend time praying, and I also know that, you, like, you are writing thoughts down, and you're writing, you yes. know? And so, Yeah, like, I do that. I'm not, yeah, yeah I'm not like a question, yeah. get an answer, but yeah, I'm writing everything yeah. that I feel like he's giving me. Yeah. 
which I, I guess would count. I think that counts. Thanks yeah. for saving me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Yeah. But, but yeah, I do do that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, but it's been fun because there are even questions I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd ask myself. Sure. You know, and so that's been a fun like thing of like, man, they're really making me because you, you can get caught. Rhythms are great, but you can sometimes get caught in prayer rhythms where you're in this, you're in a cycle. Mm hmm. And so you're doing the same things, you're praying the same way, which isn't you know always bad, but it's just the nature yeah. of it. And uh, then this kind of makes you go like, oh, right, this is exercising a totally different <clears throat> muscle, right? You yep. know, forces you out of your comfort zone a bit. Yep. And then sometimes I find like if I journal, the Lord might say something, and that will produce another question. Yeah. Because I might I might ask a question, and His answer goes way over here, and I'm like, okay, that's not what I thought we were about to talk about, but I guess <laughs> here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I don't even want to deal with yeah. that sin in my life, Lord. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and you know, and the crazy thing is, but that only comes from the vulnerability to open your home up to a group of thirteen-year-olds. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, and like let them see your home and your marriage, and mm -hmm. be around your nice stuff when they like to wrestle and different things like that. <laughs> so, but yeah. it, it does it, all this. I think community for Christ was about the exercise of vulnerability. That's really good. You know? Yeah. And, and like the place of like, I can't hide myself if I'm with others. I right. can't. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I think like, I don't want to ever, I don't want to over-spiritualize anything, but like, I think the greatest tool of, you could say like the enemy or the world, I think we talked about even, I think we touched on this maybe last week, but is this isolation place mm -hmm. yeah. of I get to fully hide me. Right in a world where I don't have to be seen or yeah. or connected with or held accountable or I never really have to leave my house or even like know my coworkers or yeah yeah <laughs> exactly you know people who who have remote jobs probably have coworkers that maybe they talk to but they've never really met yeah you know or, or that and like even like in most online spaces people are like you know like uh like avatars now yeah not even their real picture <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, go watch Catfish. Like, it'll blow your <laughs> mind how much people aren't them. Yeah. Themselves. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I think, you know, community is Yahweh's way of saying, like, if you want this, it's going to require vulnerability and mm -hmm. openness. Because if I can be open with people, it becomes a natural, it becomes a natural extension for me to be open with the, the Spirit. Because, mm -hmm. like... I think there's a place where the spirit is wanting to be invited into the truths of your life that you don't want to say. Sure. And I think there are times when I pray to the Lord, like, hey, I'm a widely aware that being in presence with you is not the most valuable thing to me right now. Mm -hmm. It's really not what I want to do. Sure. I have other stuff I want to do. Yeah. And so my prayers, you know, not like pretending to be like, Lord, all I want to do is be with you. <laughs> You know, like, I just want to be with you. It's like, if I just keep saying it, you're going to believe it, and then I'm going to believe it, and we're going to move on. You know what I mean? But, yeah. like, I actively pray, uh, uh, you know, more than more than I probably should, like, the prayer of, like, help me understand the value of being with you and help me want to want this more. Sure. Help me see the value so that I can truly desire it the way that I feel like I need to. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's I, good. You know, and I think, like, when I'm vulnerable with others, I can open those veins in my own prayer life to say like, hey, I actually don't think I want this and I've been praying for it, but mm -hmm. I want to want it. Right. 
And if I can be open yep. with you that I want to want it, I think we can get somewhere. Yeah. Like, I wonder how much, I wonder how much we miss out on, even in terms of like, like our own, like growth and maturity. Like, I wonder how much we miss out on when we refuse to be honest with ourselves yeah. about how we're thinking and sure. what we're feeling and what we're wanting to value in the moment. Yeah. Cause like, I think, I think confession, like, I think confessions always related to this idea of like, Hey, I'm watching pornography. Mm-hmm. Like, bum, 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 you know, like yeah. this, like wild, horrible things in our lives. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, not in a prideful way, but like most those types of things really are not a problem in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't yeah. really deal with any like major yeah. sin issues. Mm-hmm. There's nothing hidden that's going to come up in my life now that would just, you know. Yeah. But I'm realizing confession is more of this analyzing my wants and priorities mm-hmm. and going, hey, here's where they actually are. Sure. And I could say like, oh, I want to change the word, but I'm not, so I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not changing. So obviously, Holy Spirit, I don't want to change. Right. <laughs> so I need you to help me understand the value of of maybe why I should change. Yeah. I need you to help me understand the value of why being with you would help me and make me change. Mm-hmm. Or not make me, but, you know, allow, you know, yeah. partnering with you would give me the ability to change. Yeah. These things and like that is to me that's like a deeper place of confession, but that's normally found because you're you're vulnerable enough with the community on the outer things that you can really start digging to the deeper parts of you. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Yeah, it's almost like maybe the spirit of truth can do more when we come to Him with truth. It's too. so weird. <laughs> you never would have thought so that, crazy. did you? It's almost yeah. like lying to God doesn't get you many places. <laughs> you know, like. We just yeah. used a great theological turnaround to basically say, just stop lying to God. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think, and I, I do think the problem often is that, is not that we're like trying to like pull one over on him. No, <laughs> as no. If like, we're as trying if to convince any, ourselves. We're trying to convince ourselves is the problem. Yep. And so I do think there's something, there's something really profound about learning to be honest with yourself. Yeah. About like, how am I actually feeling about this? Or what am I actually thinking? Yeah. Right. And... Because like, like what, you know, if I, if I go to the Lord and I'm just pretending or trying to convince him or myself or whatever, that like, this is great. I love this. Aha, I love yeah. reading my Bible, you know, but I, I love really, Exodus, but I really do. <laughs> Ooh, Leviticus. I you love know? all the goat sacrifices and the blood springs, <laughs> which feels so weird and pagan, you know, but, but I do think there's an element, I think we stunt our own growth often when we when we don't allow ourselves to just be honest about, about what we're thinking and what we're feeling. Yeah. And I think you see a lot of, especially in the old Testament, I feel like a lot of the prophets were very good about being honest with Jesus about what they wanted. Yeah. Cause like if Jesus, like, like God is, is talking to Moses on Mount Sinai and God's like, Hey, I'm done with these people. I'm just going to kill them all. And we're going to start over with you. (laughs) And if I'm Moses, I'm like, look, if that's what you want to do, <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you. You just do it, and yeah. I'll follow along. And Moses is always like willing to be like, well, no, this is actually what I want. Can we mm-hmm. do this? And the yeah. Lord's like, sure. Mm-hmm. There's an honesty about like your wants and and where you're at. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like Abraham was very honest about like, hey, if there's if there's five righteous people, right. Four righteous people, mm-hmm. three. You know what I mean? Like he, he goes down this list. It's like, 
I don't know if I'm actually honest with the Lord about my wants. And so I can't even, and I, and if I can't be honest about that, I can't be honest about like where I'm actually at in my own head and my own heart and sure. my own spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Those conversations with Moses and Abraham are always just wild to me. Yeah. Because the Lord's like, hey, I'm going to do this. And they're like, but you said, remember? <laughs> yeah. Remember, you they're said. They're like, Gaia. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's like, it's so wild. I want to do that sometimes. I'm like, but Lord, you said you were going to make me a billionaire. Didn't you? Didn't you say that? <laughs> I could have got it right here in my I could have sworn you told me that. <laughs> I wrote it down and everything. Lord, you said I'd lose the weight. I don't understand. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like you realize how much vulnerability they brought to the table. Yeah. Of like, no, Lord, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. I don't want this. Because like, you know, we're in this very much this place of like, Lord, your will be done, not mine. Yeah. And then Abraham's like, no, I want this. <laughs> He's like, actually, I, I don't like what you're saying. <laughs> I don't actually like <laughs> well, what you want to do at all. Let's look for some other options. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me find like a loophole in your <laughs> yeah. will to try to get my right. will. You know what I mean? And I just think it's just honest. It like, is. Like and- I, go ahead. And I was, I was going to say, you know, those two guys, I think there's a lot, there's a lot we could draw from, from some of the stories with, with Moses and Abraham and with the Israelites, but, but they seemed as much as they could have, and especially Moses more than the Israelites, like they really, it seemed like they really knew the Lord. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I don't want to get into the whole like Old Testament shadow, like, no, no, you we know, don't have to get we, we're not going to get down that, but no. But another day, you know, Moses compared to the other, like he was at least willing to go up the mountain. Yeah. They were all like, Hey, you go up, yeah. you let us know what's going on. He even smells us. He's going to kill us. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, They didn't understand him. They didn't know him. No, They didn't, you know, but Moses at least knew him well enough to say, you know what? I'm going to go up the mountain and I'm going to talk to him. Yeah. Like I'm vulnerable enough to know that he, he wants communion with me. Right. He actually yeah. wants it. Yeah. And it it could there could be some bumps in the road, but it's okay. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, you know, like like at the end of the day, you're my best friend, but we've had, you know, not many, but we've had a we've had bumps in our relationship. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, like I, I I'm I've not we don't allow because we're honest with each other, we've never allowed that to stop us from from getting to where we want to be. Right. As friends, as family, as and I would say that like like some of those bumps probably just came from a place of like honesty, yeah. Because like we really love each other. Yes, hard, weird you conversations, know? and that's yeah. And you I know? think and I think that's like that's kind of what you get when you really want like deep yeah. fellowship and communion with people. Yeah, I think that comes from like we've been saying, just a willingness to be like really open and honest with ourselves yeah. and with each other. But it's because. Like it's because like I want to be in a relationship with you. So yes. if there is anything that might yep. hinder that, we need to figure that out. Right. So that we can move forward. Yes, because I want this more than I want us to not be friends. Yeah. And so because of that, I'm willing to say, like, hey Brian, yeah, this isn't working for me. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. That polo shirt's not really working <laughs> for me. <laughs> you know, but like you're right. And I think like that's what that's what he's looking for, and I think that is a lot harder road if we're not finding that in community. Right. Like, I think community will eventually require hard conversations. Yeah. Get around somebody else's kids that don't act like yours. <laughs> You'll start having some hard <laughs> conversations. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, get around people that use a different, like, language in processing emotion than you. Mm-hmm. 
you'll start having some hard conversations, you know. And but I think like that is it's always the tieback of like community can oftentimes be a representation of what our relationship with him can be like. Yeah. Yeah. And I think as you as we pursue this Koinonian fellowship and we go for like really the deep stuff, you know. Yeah. I think you find out what kind of relationships you have by what they can overcome. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, you know? yeah. And so if, sure. if all your relationships, if the friendships that you have, the people around you, if that is very easily brought to an end, mm-hmm. then, you know, I think maybe we need to reconsider what what fellowship and what community looks like for you. you yeah, know? yeah, because I, I have to fully know his character or this isn't going to work. Mm-hmm. And I'm only going to fully know him as if I open myself up for him to fully know me. Yeah. Because if if I don't fully know him and Bailey dies in a car wreck tomorrow yeah. with Benjamin in her belly, I'm going to immediately move my entire life into unbelief. Yeah. Sure. But if I know the character of the father mm-hmm. of my Abba. Yeah. That's so good. I will know that this is not him. Yeah. This is the world. And not only is it not him, but you also know that he's the only thing that's going to get you through this. Yep. And he's the, grieving. The only with way me. you can be okay on the other side is if you're actually doing this with him. With him, yeah. You know. Yeah, and yeah. I, you know, and you reach a place in vulnerability and faith. And I've even I'm finding that one of the things he's walking me through is is moving into his faith in him. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the New Testament's getting really good about, it's gone through a couple updates recently, the ESV, um, the New Living Translation, a couple, I think NASB too, about talking about that we don't have faith in God, but mm-hmm. we actually carry the faith of God. Yeah, that's good. And so the faith, when we say have faith that Jesus is Lord and that Jesus will finish what he started, it's not actually my faith in Jesus, it's actually Christ's faith that he will finish it. Wow. I'm actually typing into Jesus' faith in Jesus, which is wild. (laughs) You know, we're supposed to carry the faith of God. Yeah, that's really good. So I'm actually carrying God's faith in God's character. That's really good. So, and that's what I'm trying to even get in my own life is where I'm carrying this place of where I, I may have a day where the promises you've told me that you're going to give me may not come to pass but I know you don't think that about yourself. Wow. So I'm going to tap into that. Wow. That's so good. You know? Yeah. He's thinking, Jesus is thinking, Hey, I know who I am. Yeah. I know who the father is. Yeah. If you just, if you would just believe what I believe, just tap into that. Yeah. Well, when it, you know, when it says in Romans, you know, you don't, you not only inherit all that he has, but all that he is. Yeah. You start to realize that he is offered all of his, his abilities on the plate. So we mm-hmm. don't become, we don't carry our righteousness anymore, we carry his. Right. We don't carry our holiness, we carry his. Yeah. We don't carry our mercy now, we're called to carry his, or his, you know, his peace. Right. And that includes faith. Yeah. His faith. That's really good. You know, and you're yeah. like, well, that's something completely different. Because I find my faith is getting to a really, not scary, that's not the right term, but my faith is getting to a scary place in what I feel like you always call me to accomplish, that it's going to just happen. Yeah. Yep. And it's because I, I think I'm realizing, well, you believe in you. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to believe in that. Yeah. <laughs> you believe in you and you seem to believe in what you're telling me. Yeah. And so. And you're batting a thousand. 
<laughs> Your faith in you is batting a thousand. <laughs> so I'm just going to tap you've into whatever that is. You've got a pretty good track record yeah. so far. Yeah. 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 Everything you've said so far has come to pass. So I'm just going to let that, let that, you know, I'm going to yeah. tap into it. Wow. That's really good. Yeah. And then what that makes me think too is because it's his love, it's his peace, it's his mercy, it's his yeah. justice, it's his everything. When you realize that, that the character and the, and what we're, what we're becoming, what we've become and who we're becoming is him imparted to us, right? Yeah. It's his spirit living in us. It's mm-hmm. his, he's yeah. the one imparting this. Then you realize, so if I'm going to love the way you love, I don't get to make my own definition of what love is. I actually have to understand the way you love. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and in turn, it should make community easier. Yeah. Because what happens is you start loving people with Jesus's love for them. So you don't have to care about your love. Yeah. Yep. You just, you tap into how Jesus loves them and then you're done. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you, you know, maybe you had an idea of what peace looks like. Yeah. And you realize it's actually his peace that's meant to live with right. you. Do I need to redefine what I thought peace was? You know, yeah. do I need to redefine what I thought mercy was, what justice is, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly right. And, and that's the kind of vulnerability, like when you read an Acts, when you read like they all put their money in a pot. Yeah. And shared. <laughs> That only happens because you tap into Christ's belief in Christ that he is your source. Right. Yeah. It's yep. Christ's faithfulness in himself to be your source. Yeah. And when you can do that, you could take your Roth IRA, throw it in the middle of the pile and go have at it. Yep. Yep. And you realize too that you really, really have to love the people around you to say, I'm going to elevate you in like, in, you know, <coughs> in my hierarchy of values and in my priorities, I'm yeah. going to elevate you to this point to where like, I see your needs are the same or greater than my own. Yes. You know? Yeah. And that's like, yeah. that's wild. It is because there's no amount of thing I'm looking for that his version of isn't better. Right. There's no amount of peace I'm praying for that whatever peace is available that comes from him is not better than what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And so he he becomes and, and like it, the the sole person of Jesus now becomes the only longing of my heart because everything is found in its completion in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and you know you realize like oh man this really was all about union. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. all about union. Yep. With each other and with him. It's mm-hmm. all about union. Yeah. Christ's goal was to build a union within his body and with himself. Every one of Paul's letters are don't forsake the fellowship of the brethren. Don't forget about union. Right. You know, Paul says yeah. it in Romans, like, do not, do not forget what you have together. Right. Do not cease meeting. Yeah. Everything yeah. is found in the fact that you are together. Mm-hmm. Doing this, you make up the body. Yeah, that's really good. Um, I'm going to stop there. We'll pause for a quick word from our sponsor. Fantastic. Looking for the perfect Airbnb getaway? Look no further than Maggie's Place, your ticket to an unforgettable stay in Sevierville, Tennessee. Nestled in the heart of the stunning Smoky Mountains, Maggie's Place is not just an Airbnb. It's an experience you won't want to miss. This charming three-bedroom, two-and-a-half-bath townhome offers all the comforts of home with a touch of Tennessee charm. Imagine waking up to the serene beauty of the mountains, 
sipping your morning coffee on the porch, and planning your day of adventures in the Smokies. And the best part is, Maggie's Place is just minutes away from all the attractions, dining, and entertainment that Sevierville has to offer, not to mention close to Pigeon Forge and Gatlinburg. Ready to make your Smoky Mountain dreams come true? Visit Maggie's Place on Airbnb today to book your stay and start creating unforgettable memories. For more information, contact Kim Balistrieri at 770-548-0902. And we're back. Thank you, OxyClean, for sponsoring this episode. Um, I'm gonna need you to start singing your own little jingle. Yeah, yeah. I want some. I want to bring back some old like '50s and '60s companies. Like, you remember the <laughs> old headache met? Like, there used to be an old brand of headache medicine called Anison. You remember Anison? I don't think so. Anison was like before Advil and Tylenol. <laughs> okay. It's like, could you imagine just throwing like a like a whole commercial for Anison in the middle of this thing, and someone's like, "Listen, like Anison." Like, are they still around? Good for them. <laughs> what? It's crazy. I don't want to totally go off, but this past week I had a vacuum sales cleaner come to my door. Like a or vacuum sales cleaner, cleaner salesman. Okay. And like he had a Kirby, and he was talking about how they're still, like, battling against rainbow vacuums. I was like, I thought all you like, died. Like, I thought all you people died in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you're, you're selling vacuums? I mean, you're still battling. Like, door to door? Selling vacuums? You come into my house at a whole display of a Kirby vacuum. Oh man, it's nuts! You do the whole, the whole show, the whole. Oh yeah, the filters. You clean the, the, yeah. the, uh, the couch, the bed, the floors. Yeah, they almost got me. Yeah, they're good. I had we had somebody come, <laughs> we had somebody come, and they were doing door to door sales for um like a whole house water filter system. Oh nice. Which actually is something we we'd love to have. Yeah. You know, and so like yeah, come on in, and they gave us the whole spiel and. Showed us how awful our water is and all that. Sure. And then we were like, all right, uh, see ya. Thanks. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and they kept like, they kept lowering the price. Yeah. It was like, well, I feel like I'm losing money if I don't buy this vacuum. <laughs> so yeah. but anyway, thank you, our sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Back what you were to what you were saying about like, it's not just about having faith in God. Like it's not our faith, mustering up our own faith to no. believe him, but it's actually tapping into to his own, his faith that's being imparted to us. Yeah, his by faith his spirit in himself. That dwells within us. Yes. You know? Yeah, mutual indwelling. Mutual indwelling. Like and so he's fully in me, but I'm fully in him. Yeah. And so it's actually his own faith that's welling up within us. Yes. And like yes. like you said, but there are, there are things that he has like told me and things he's shown me. And honestly, there's stuff that I've not, that like he's told me, I've not told anybody about because I'm yeah. like, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's sure. gonna have to be you. <laughs> I'm not gonna win an Oscar sure, award. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, but but at the same time, I think I think you and I are both coming into this this thing together, this like overwhelming confidence that like everything he has told and shown us is going to come to pass. Yeah, he's gonna do what he said he's gonna do. Yeah. yeah. And it's this over like it is this overwhelming confidence that I like if I told you everything, I'd sound crazy. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, you'll see. Yeah. You'll, I promise you'll see. Yeah. When you, 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 you know, the gospel is becoming so pure for our kingdom family too. You realize it doesn't require anything but you being you to see it happen. Yeah. I think my whole life faith was attached to my ability to become what faith needed me to become to have the promises of God. Wow. 
It's yeah. like, yeah, I'm, I'm promising this, but you're going to have to like really start getting to the gym and get this figured <laughs> out, you know, like, you know, start working this out. Yeah. And now I feel like Yahweh's like, hey, if you'll just be Noah, mm-hmm. all this will happen. Yep. I'm not asking anything for you than to be the designed person I told you and, and created you to be. Yeah. Hey, like, and it's, he makes it so simple. He's yeah. like, hey, if you just keep your eyes on me, keep this conversation open, I'll let you know what, you know, what we're doing and what, yeah. you know, I'll let you know. Yeah. Just keep your eyes on me and you'll see, you'll see really quickly. Yeah. Cause it's, it, and he wants this journey of union. He wants it so bad. He tells, Jesus tells them that no man knows the day or the hour that the Lord is coming. Not even me. <laughs> Not even me. <laughs> yeah. Jesus yeah. is like, he hasn't told me nothing. He's keeping all that to himself. You know, <laughs> like, there's this place yeah. where he's like, I, I want to do this. He refuses. It's beautiful. It's hard, but it's beautiful because he refuses to do this alone. Yeah. He's not looking for autonomy. Yeah. Right. And he's hoping you're not desiring autonomy either. Right. He is wanting to trust you to make your own decisions and to be your own person, of, of course. Mm-hmm. But he does love this give and take of let's do this in union. Right. And he loves when we do that with others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I would never do this job like by myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this yeah. would be awful. Yeah. And like, you know, I've been at enough churches. I was telling Bailey this the other day. It was pretty wild because if you can count, if you count like full-time, part-time, all of it, I've been doing like basically like ministry, ministry for 12 years. Wow. And, um, and I've never been with a group of people that like I felt like, okay, this is it. These are the people. Mm-hmm. This is who I'm stitched to. This is who I create with. This is who I build with. Yeah. And like without that, this would be, I just feel like awful. Yeah. You know, as great as it is, like it'd be awful without the people around me to do this with. Yeah. And so he's wanting us to be in union with him. He's wanting us to be in union with each other. And he's saying, if you'll just tap into my ability to believe in myself, mm-hmm. you'll you'll be right on board with all this. Yep. Yep. And not only that, but you'll start to believe about yourself what I believe. <laughs> and then and then it's on. Yeah. Then it's <laughs> then it gets scary. Yeah. That's when you start seeing people out of wheelchairs everywhere you go. Yeah. That's when you start, yeah. you know, you start touching door handles and everyone that comes up to it gets cured of cancer. Mm-hmm. That's when, you know, I mean, all these things become a reality to you. Right. That's the kind of, that's the kind of faith where you go fishing and there's, you know, enough coins for your taxes in the fish's mouth. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You come up to a financial crisis and the Lord's like, hey, let's go fishing together. Yeah. You pull up like, like 30 what? grand in a smallmouth bass. <laughs> like, wait a minute, what? You know, yeah. like it's crazy. Yeah. What can happen mm-hmm. when we choose community and union over like this self place of individuality. Right. And you're seeing that I'm not a big political current world affairs guy myself, but you're seeing that I think where the state of the world is now, where everything is individuality Mm -hmm. and it's, 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 it's actually perverted designed intent. Sure. You know, and you realize like, I want to be myself. I want to be my own self, of course, but I also find wholeness in community. Mm-hmm. Like there's a reason. There's a massive reason that the Amish are still killing it all this time later with no technology. Yeah. <laughs> they're killing it. Yeah, they're healthy. They're happy. You never hear of like diabetes or allergies or like all yeah. these things in, in in Amish communities. It doesn't exist. Yeah, no, not a lot of cancer. Nothing. Yeah. 
And yet, you know, they're all wearing the same old outfit, mm-hmm. same old look. Yep. Same old clothes, same old house design, same old blueprints, all of it. Yep. And you're like, man, like they've actually found wholeness in community. Yeah. There's a wholeness to them in community and a content. You yeah. know, they're very content. Yeah. In what yeah. they have because they feel whole. Right. Because their individual their individuality is not external; it's internal. Mm-hmm. It's the internal person. Right. Yeah, I think it can be easy for a lot of people to look at the Amish community and be like, "Man, like you're telling me you really don't want a phone. You don't really don't want a car. Like, have you seen the newest MacBook Pro? You know, like you really don't. You know, it's easy to look at the Amish and be like, like really." Yeah, I know. But at the same time, they're like, you guys have no idea. They're like, yeah, we're great. <laughs> we're great. Yeah, no one here is like, you know, killing themselves because they're depressed or anxious or... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we're just living. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure, I'm not saying they have 100% success rate here. Yeah. Don't, you know, don't throw the baby out the bathwater. <clears throat> but at the end of the day, there's a lot of success there because of the union of just doing life together mm-hmm. and choosing for their individuality to be an internal thing, not an external thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. But yeah, you you know, you're right. The Lord, back to what you said before, he's not like he in everything, in everything, he's looking for partnership. Uh Yeah. And so whatever, like whatever great things are happening in the earth for his kingdom, it's because he has found people who are willing to say, yeah, yeah, I'll do this with you. Yep. David Wagner made a really beautiful statement last time he came here. He said that God's desire for people, and he used a person, he said it, God's desire for you is to become a fully mature son who becomes a friend. Yeah, that's good. You know, and I, and you're always looking for everyone to become fully mature, to become a friend. Yeah. He wants to walk in the cool of the day. Yeah. And that's not about, like, learning all the time. That's sometimes just sharing life. Yeah. How was your day? Right. How you feeling? Mm-hmm. How are things going? Yeah. You know, he's wanting our 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 desire for community and the things we're creating community are just supposed to be an imitation of what he's looking for with us individually. Yeah, that's good. Hmm. That's really good. Thank you. Um, I feel really good about where we landed here yeah. on this episode. It was great. Yeah. Do you have any, any other thoughts before I close this out? No, I would just say, I would say overall understand that when practicing community with the people around you, whether that be in our communities <laughs> mm-hmm. or, you know, whether that be church gatherings, whatever that is, realize that is a practice of what you are called into with the Christ. Mm. See it that way. Yeah, that's good. See it that way. You'll value it differently. Name a person who hasn't grown because they've chosen to invest themselves more in spiritual family. Yeah. I've never met one. Right. Never met one. Yeah, that's good. Great. If you're good, I'm good. Sounds good. All right. Well, to all our listeners, thank you so much for listening, and we love you, and we'll see you next week. 